You are listening to episode number 465 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas, including 29 episodes of Vintage Vegas, 43 anti-ups, and 81 Vegas cocktails. Aha, that number's been updated and I love that. <laughs> and lots more with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, so. Tony's back. Everyone's in a blue moon. Yes. Tony is back. And and I will share, I will say on Mike what I said off Mike, which is to say that I think Josh is an absolutely phenomenal, what do you call them? Um pitch hitters. Yeah, pitch I think hitter. he yeah, yeah. is can come in. He's got great commentary. He's got great as a listener, because truly, I hand to God, I really did. I listened to last week's <laughs> podcast as the listener that I really am of 360 Vegas, and it was fascinating to get to hear your storylines and, and what he contributed i just and, and the fact that we got to do i say we mark you and me and uh josh got to do a uh, a sphere recording together yeah. the guy is just for listeners who haven't yet had an opportunity to meet josh the guy really is as fun and cool in real life as he comes across on the podcast he is a good good human being agreed, and, agreed. Uh, we're, we're quite lucky to have him as uh, as a, a a man in holding yeah, he is. He's he no is. he's no Tony, but he is a great. Well, yeah, don't hit. forget about how valuable you are, sir. <laughs> uh, that's gracious of you to say. That's gracious of you to say. So, Josh, thank you, buddy, for uh, for for jumping in last week. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving with my family. I hope Mark, you and Mark and Karen. I hope you guys did too. I hope the listeners did. But uh, I want to jump into. So we're slowly starting to finish off the casino player. Best of Dining and Nightlife Awards 2022. And the reason why that is relevant is because I've got uh, waiting in, in the bullpen so many sports ball references. <laughs> I've got the uh, Casino Player Best of Dining and Nightlife Awards 2023. Oh. So what I want to do is I kind of want to finish yeah, up our 2022. Finish up <laughs> and then I'm going to go back. Exactly. And I'm going to say, so in 2022, these folks were the winners. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about, you know, this year's winners. But, That's a good but, idea. but we got to finish last year. So right. best overall service. So the, 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 the category is best overall service. Um, I will be brief because I want to get through a few of them here. Downtown Las Vegas' winner in best overall service was the D Las Vegas. Hmm. The Las Vegas locals' best overall service was Green Valley Ranch. Hmm. Huh. And the best overall service on the strip would have was given to the newest winner, and I think that's why they won Resorts World's Las Vegas. Yeah, I agree. That's that's more just because they just started. Yeah, And, and they've got that bar that comps... Uh, Really nice cocktails. Especially cocktails, yeah. Interesting. 
But before I flip the page and move to the next category, I did want to at least, because I, I love this about you folks having lived in Memphis, so you can appreciate this uh, these, these wins in Tunica, of all places. Mm-hmm. Best overall service winner in Tunica was Gold, Gold Strike, Strike Casino. Yep. Yeah. What do you think of that? I'm not surprised. It's probably the nicest you one there. You agree? Yeah. yeah. It's probably, it is, Mark's point, it's probably the nicest one down there. Now, as it relates to the best view, and, and here's, I'll, I'll briefly read the paragraph here. It says, not every casino is graced with a breathtaking, jaw-dropping view. But for those lucky enough to have sweeping landscapes and other mesmerizing views, they aren't to be missed. Some of nature's handiwork, a gorgeous mountain range or a pristine lake, others feature a brilliant slice of the skyscrape. So, downtown, and I agree with this, I think I think this is a true legitimate winner. The best view for downtown Las Vegas is Oscar's Steakhouse at Plaza. Yeah, because you're elevated, so you get to look over the stage down. But you're still looking over the top of the canopy. I don't... uh... It's interesting, Karen, because I think if if you're hedging, you're like, well, what about the steakhouse at the top of Binion's? Ding, ding, ding. That's what I... That was popping in my head. But then you run into the same problem that Circa runs into, is you're too high. Now you're just looking. You can't see any of the casinos. Now you just see the canopy. Yeah, but you you get a better view of the the whole valley, and you can see the strip, and you can see that kind of stuff. So you know the best view really is is um, whiskey at, liquor up. No, oh. it's um, <laughs> uh, cats meow, because they're they're situated just off to the side. You get a straight view the way Plaza used to be. Oh, right down the the yeah, center, right down Fremont. right down the center. Have you been Have you been up there? No, but I've been on the parking garage across from it. Oh, okay. And I know that oh, that's, yeah. you know, that view is replicated just on the other, the other side. side of the street. Interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. The view at Oscars is fun and cool and has history behind it. Um, I That stage, man. <laughs> I just, yeah, that, that's, I mean, it looks better now that they've got the video screen showing pictures right. of Classic Vegas on it. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know downtown that I would agree with that. I would think it would have to be the steakhouse or it's Circa. It's one of those two, I would think. Well, then hang hang on to that for just a hot second, because the next one I want, I don't want to leave the best view yet. So downtown was Oscar Steakhouse. This one I have no opinion on. Las Vegas locals, they thought that the best view was Anthony's Prime Steak and Seafood at M Resort. Never been. Uh, yeah, I, we, I mean, we've been to M Resort, but it was a long, long yeah, time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, I would imagine, like, I would say from the parking garage at Red Rock is where I would say you get the, the best view because you get a gorgeous okay. strip view. This one I don't think will surprise anyone. Uh, the winner for best view on the strip was... Oh, can I guess? Go ahead. Is it... Uh, um, shit. What's the name of the bar or restaurant at the top of Mandalay Bay? You Skyfall. It's it's got to be because of it's not Skyfall. It is top of the world at the Strat. Uh, I don't know. Okay, now I you're getting in that, that whole question of is it on the strip? Is it not on the strip? Uh, well, but fair not enough. Even, fair enough. Yeah, but I mean that aside, like that view is so like think about how barren it is. You know, uh, until until recently with yeah. the Fountain Blue and but even then, like that view is skewed now because those buildings are so damn tall. Like you get oh, you get a good chunk of the uh, strip cut out of it now. I don't know when we did, and, and 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 frankly, Mark, I think this is something we should just conceptually 
conceptually put on on the to-do list. I think we need to go back to the uh, top of the world at Strat. We did that one time for a Vegas vacation. It's been uh, quite a few years now. It was certainly yeah. pre-pandemic when we did it. But that was, I thought that was a beautiful view. Yeah, one problem. Um, Post-pandemic, you have to pay to go up to the top, even if you're a patron uh, of the restaurant. Well, yeah. then fuck that. Never mind. That's why we, that, there you go, listeners. That's why we've not been back. Last category. <laughs> Last category is called best place to people watch. I'm not even going to read the paragraph because I think it, it says it all. Yeah. I don't agree with this, Karen. I would have agreed with you on why I told you to put a pin in that circuit comment. Uh-huh. So I'm giving away what is the wrong answer. The best place to people watch it in downtown Las Vegas was view bar mega bar at huh. circa. What? Your face says it all, Karen. I do not agree no. even a little. Mm-hmm. You're I don't fa- even number agree. one, if you're I, sitting at the bar, you're facing the wall. Right. Yeah, you, so your back to, is literally to all the action, yeah. all the beautiful, cool stuff at Circa. Well, and then it's the beautiful, cool stuff. How There's no way that people watching inside a casino is better than it is outside the no, casino. No, there's no way. So I would say... And I, I will go back to what I said earlier. Whiskey liquor up to me. Well, I can't. I can't argue because with that one. You're you're inside. You've got your drinks. You're you're away from all of the crazy that's happening on Fremont, but yeah. you still get to watch all the crazy. Yep. So to me, that by far is couldn't the best. agree with you more. Okay, couldn't agree with you more. We gotta that check all, out the Troy Lounge or whatever it's called. Troy something at Golden Nugget it used to be called Gold Diggers. Uh, that's yes. right across yes. the street from uh, Whiskey Liquor Up. I'd love to see what that that beer. I mean, it's got to be somewhere, but. Isn't that but the one that's I, but down? But I think it's outside. Yeah, yeah it's, it's down outside. on Fremont would, Street, though, right? Isn't it? No, no, no. It's up oh, on the second floor. Okay. This one you guys might be able to um, appreciate more than I could. Uh, best place to people watch as a Las Vegas local was Lucky Bar at Red Rock Casino. Have you been there? Yeah, Lucky Bar's got a special place in our heart. That's where we hung out at. Uh, yeah, and we, we found were, out we got the house yeah. when we moved here. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't I disagree that. with that. It's in the center of the whole place, so... Oh, yeah. I was going to say, at first I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. But I, then, I, then I remember, oh, yeah, we saw the uh, the super drunk girl uh, come in from the pool with a group of guys. That was entertaining to watch. <laughs> so, yes, a very interesting people watching experience there. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Again, it's inside. For local. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. It is an, it is an inside uh, location, you know, versus where we've just mentioned. Uh, although whiskey liquor up is inside, you're looking outside. Right. You're right. Um, much like Mark, your your complaint about um, the mega bar being inside. a good place to people yeah. watch, and you're like, well, that you're, you're, you you got to turn your head. I, I can I see where your head's at on Lucky Bar. This one for the Las Vegas Strip. Personally, I'm a I'm a fanboy for it, so this would have been my vote as well. The best place to uh, people oh, watch. I, let on, me guess. Let me guess. Mona Miga B. It was Mona Miga B. Of course it was. You got yeah. it, Karen. You it's got right it. on the strip. You can't argue with that yeah. either. I agree. I don't. All right. If Cabo Wabo wasn't such a shitty Oh, I, bar, I completely agree with you. Cabo Wabo, because you're I, at it, you got an elevated look. Right. And you're right there on the bar, and you're sort of elevated and looking it down in people, which I don't mean literally looking down, but you are looking down in people. <laughs> I don't mean figuratively looking down. I meant literally. Uh, but you did. But yeah. But that bar is just like the last... I think last two or three times we were there were so bad that I'm never going back yeah. until it changes into something else. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but um, <laughs> to me, that's a much better viewing spot than Mona Miga B. But ev- that's what everybody loves to go to Mona Miga B and do that. So, yeah. that's all right. Fun. Well, I think we should probably start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. 
Similar to the myth of Bugsy Siegel and the Flamingo, a popular myth has been told many times over about Howard Hughes and the purchase of the Desert Inn. The legend said Hughes overstayed his welcome because ownership wanted the penthouse rooms for high rollers coming in for New Year's. Instead of leaving, Howard bought the place. The real story about the Desert Inn purchase is that Howard kept holding up the deal with seemingly petty details. The two parties would agree in principle to a deal only to have Hughes find something else he wanted to address. The situation became so heated that the deal almost fell through and his right-hand man Bob Mayhew threatened to quit if Hughes changed one more thing. That was enough to get Hughes to finally close the deal, paying $13 million for the Desert Inn. We got that from the book Howard Hughes, The Hidden Years. That was a long, random Vegas. It was. It needed to be (laughs) because I had to tell you the myth first. That is absolutely outstanding. I'm also vamping real quick to find out what uh, $13 million. Oh, you don't have a year in there. Do you know offhand what that year was, Mark? Uh, 60-something, 60... Just go 60. No, 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 it would have been 70 when you left, 77 when you left. I I don't know. I don't remember. Hold on. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Watch this. Cool. Yep. Oops, maybe. Because I've I've already got the 13 million plugged in, Karen. I just need the 1960 what year, which while you're looking that up, I'm going to vamp up. My wife and I uh, have tickets at the local. um, So one of the one of the few nice things about living in Lansing is we live right next to East, East Lansing, which is home of Michigan State University. And they've got a, a very nice, very nice theater that brings in the um, the traveling Broadway nice. shows. Yeah, yeah. Much like if you, you know, if we were to get tickets to um, what you're uh, what, the, the Smith Center in, right. in Vegas. Right. And we got to see we went to see a uh, hairspray last night. Very popular musical. Yeah. I'd never seen it. My wife had never seen it. We knew nothing about it just one it's a wonderful show it's a wonderful bunch of music like i could actually see myself turning on amazon and pulling up the hairspray soundtrack and really? just kind of wow. like be bopping along to it it's it's absolutely stellar but what year did you come up with Karen? 67 60 so in 2023 money that would be the equivalent of and that and it's nothing it is nothing <laughs> in 2023 money that would be the equivalent of $119,700,000. You got to remember the size of these places, too. These were motels. I mean, but they, could they, it's fine. But imagine selling, and I'm even going to be super, um, super well, conservative on this. Cosmo's tiny. It's, oh, there you go. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking. I was like, thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would absolutely, if I had $119 million and I thought that Caesar would sell me Cosmo. Even just, fuck Cromwell. That, uh, uh, Cromwell, Cromwell <laughs> yeah. for 120 million dollars. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be a get. That'd be a great fucking get. Agreed. <laughs> By the way, um, sorry, listeners at home, I'm I'm a little drunky, drunky, so I'm going to be extra talkative <laughs> this, uh, this episode. Yay! One of your uh, quote unquote commercials, Mark, was for the book. Jesus Christ. Hello. Sorry, I'm I'm a little... No, didn't you see me turn around? <laughs> well, I did, yeah, but I the my, listeners my, can't see that. Right. I was, I was trusting you know. guys vamping for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the, the onion. The, the peeling the onion. Yeah. B- peeling the onion. Right. Listeners, if you haven't bought that book off from Amazon yet, get it now. What it, Mark's absolutely right when he wrote it up as it's so concise. Yes. Each chapter, which is about five pages, if is in its own individual history on that particular each chapter is its own um casino Mm -hmm. so you want to know about the stardust or in this instance the desert inn it's going to take you about six pages to read 
10 minutes, 15 minutes at most. It is stellar. <laughs> and for a guy who suffers from undiagnosed, to be clear, undiagnosed ADHD, <laughs> it, it held me. Each chapter oh, yeah. held me like, oh, I'll read just one more. Oh, I'll just read one more. Yep. Oh, I'll just read one more. And then I was done with the book in like, you know, two hours. So yep. it's all right. Next up is the Twitter of the Week. No one has done as much with so little than Cosmopolitan. That resort sits on 4.4 acres, has a premium location next to the Bellagio Fountains, and offers something no other property offers, balconies in the majority of their rooms. The closest is Cromwell, which resides on 1.4 acres. Thanks to at Maverick Helly and Clayton Ham for sharing another stunning view via helicopter of an icon. Here's hoping MGM won't fuck everything up at the property. I am... I am comfortable in knowing that they can't fuck up the balconies unless they like seal them <laughs> you want to see uh, the uh, occupancy rates take a dive then right. I know right <laughs> so what I think is funny about this picture is obviously you know you see Cosmo you see the boulevard pool right there up on the top I and love that it's pool. colorful and it's fantastic but then my eye was immediately drawn to the jockey club Yes. And you, well, you if you zoom- know it's there, otherwise yeah. it just looks like it's part of it. Well, you zoom into it and you're like, oh my God, the people that have the, the rooms like on the back the South side, view, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they've got to be pissed. <laughs> it just it just dwarfs it. You get no sun. I mean, the pool there, I, I, I don't know, maybe they get sun when it moves in between the two towers. <laughs> right. But It's like a strip of it sun. Literally, <laughs> it, it's like Cosmo's trying to eat it. Right. <laughs> it's almost like they're like, listen, we, you know, we want to buy you. And we're like, no, fine, we're just going to build around you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you, you held out on that piece of property? Yeah, how much do you think it's worth now? Right. <laughs> I, I can't contribute much more. As, as somebody who is very, very, very late to the party of being <laughs> a Cosmo fan, like everyone else was, um, I can only say, you're right. Suck a dick, uh, pull it, not pull it clubs. Uh, Jockey. Whatever you guys just said. Jockey club, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> it will be, it will be. I'm a good time. As always, we'll link to the photo on our blog feature on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. The news is brought to you by stripwalking.com. For the ultimate customizable POV walking experience in Vegas, check out stripwalking.com. The book, Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim, is the most succinct telling of the mob's time in Vegas that we've ever read. It cuts through all the myths and gives you the details of organized crime's time in the city. It specifically focuses on how the mob stole money before it was reported as earnings to the IRS and how it worked until it didn't anymore. Learn how the mob controlled the entire operation with a single point man whose job it was to make sure that the skim ran as smoothly as possible. This masterpiece is a quick read and very much worth every moment you put into it. Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim is available now on Amazon.com. First up, there was a love accident. Cirque's Beatles Love at Mirage Hard Rock show was halted for about 20 to 30 minutes last week after a performer suffered a foot-ankle injury during the bus trampoline segment. The injury did not appear to be serious, and the show continued after the performer was attended to. But Ovegas reported that when an accident happens at a Cirque show, the other performers make an X with their arms, and the show stops immediately. 
Visual barriers are brought out to shield the audience from seeing the actual injury. I mean, I'm glad everything worked out. I mean, it wasn't anything serious, but uh, it's it's sad to know that they have to... Well, I guess it's not sad to know. Whatever. I actually saw somebody posted on Twitter that they were at the show, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was about a 20-minute delay, which to me is not much no, uh-uh. for, for what sounds like was a very serious accident. But then he was complaining that then they just, you know, they, they quit the show. They, they came out and did the finale of Love, Love, Love and sent everybody home. And he's like, oh, we didn't a get bummer. a refund. We didn't get anything. I'm like, do you think the performers want to come out and do their stuff after they just saw one of their compadres get yeah. seriously injured? Yeah. You want to know how many more people would be injured after that? So that to me was just really crappy that somebody was bitching about that. But, you know, hopefully I haven't heard an update on the on the performer. I hope he's OK. Yeah. 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 And then next up, the Las Vegas Sands buys the Mavericks. Barely Vegas-related. This week, Las Vegas Sands controller, ch- controlling shareholder Dr. Miriam Adelson, Sheldon Adelson's widow, plans to sell $2 billion worth of company stock so she can buy the NBA franchise Dallas Mavericks. This move is believed to be more of a full-court press to allow gambling in the state of Texas than a relocation to Vegas situation. Mark Cuban will retain full control over the team's operation. Cuban purchased the team 23 years ago for $285 million and is now selling it for $3.5 billion. Holy shit. I know, right? Holy shit. That's a return on your investment. That is a giant return. I mean, the, the best, best slash worst part is, so he he's selling it for $3.5 billion and he only bought it for $285 million. So even if you threw the three billion dollars away, he still doubled his money on <laughs> right. purchase of, of the Mavericks. But over twenty-three years, I mean, come on, that's insane. Yeah. That's good for him. That's that. wow, wow, wow. By the way, Dr. Miriam Edelson, how you doing, baby? You, uh, you <laughs> I know, know right? Need a, a, a young, virile, forty-six-year-old man to just rock your world. Have you have you seen her? She looks like Penny Marshall. Really? I would, you know yeah, what? Yeah, just for, like Penny Marshall. For a few billion dollars, she could look like fucking <laughs> Selena Gomez in the dark. Well, I don't care. You gotta remember, Tony, she's not gonna have two billion of those dollars because she's using it to buy the Maverick. So, Karen, I think you're overthinking this. <laughs> <laughs> if Dr. Miriam Adelson showed up my front porch tomorrow, ringing that doorbell, being like, "Come on, baby, ring my bell." Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, bye, sweetheart. Yeah, sorry, wife. You will, Take it you off. will be kept in the company in which you've never experienced just through your own, uh, what do you call that money that you give to your ex-spouse? Um, alimony. Not, not alimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's alimony, yeah. But the lawyer didn't well, know like, the term alimony? Right. Exactly. Is that a practice? Because you don't get married in the first. The best financial advice I can give anybody is don't get married in the first. That is not true. Actually, that is not true. That's not true. I don't have kids. That's the best financial don't advice. Don't have children. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't have children. I read a really interesting article the other day, and I apologize. I'm getting sidetracked, but uh, bourbon. Uh, the article was uh, individuals, single, single, indi- singles are worse off financially than our married couples because at least as a married couple you combine your income and then it offsets the costs of your mortgage it, more than offset at least it should more than offset yeah. yeah 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 it's just it's it, like just the moral of the story is 
Just marry anybody. Be gay and a lesbian. Marry each other. You don't have to have sex with one another. It'll be like a straight couple, actually. And so (laughs) you'll save all of the tax benefits. See, what's funny is, listeners, Mark and Karen love that joke, but you don't get to see the video of it. So you don't see their faces being like, Tony's amazing. All right, let's move into problems. For those of you, oh, hang on. I think my wife is hearing the commentary from downstairs because I'm getting text messages. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Prop Bets are brought to you by Vegas Near Me. If it's fun to do or see on Vegas Near Me, then it's available on Vegas Near Me. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're available on Android and uh, iPhone platforms. Vegas Near Me is the largest and most ambitious mobile app project ever designed for Las Vegas or any other city area. It's like having the world's best Las Vegas concierge in your pocket as the single Vegas Near Me app replaces the need to use dozens of other apps and websites or the need, in most cases, to call or ask for help. Vegas Near Me will fundamentally change the way both locals and visitors discover and choose what they do and see in and around Las Vegas. Vegas Near Me is now available as a free app on both the Apple Apps and Google Play stores. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. As predicted on this show last week, F1 2024 hotel room rates are already available and are much lower than originally advertised for the 23 race. It's expensive, but rates are approximately 70 70, 70% plus. Nice. Ringo Starr and his all-star band are performing select dates at the Venetian starting May 22nd through June 1st. Show start at 8.30 and tickets start at an undisclosed amount. I feel bad because I'm like, he's a Beatle, but I'm like, I don't I know. I, I had the same thought. I'm like, oh, he's a Beatle. We should go see him. And then I'm like, eh. Right? <laughs> Sorry, Ringo. <laughs> this week, it was reported that UFC will hold an event in the sphere in September of 2024. It's the first sporting event planned for the venue. No word how the event will use the technology inside. That's interesting. Yeah, agreed. At Sin City Alerts reported that Casino Security on the Strip responded to a hotel guest reporting someone in the connecting room was spraying (laughs) cheese whiz under the connecting doors and into the room while laughing. See, this is what happens when parents lock their kids in their room so they can go out and do shit. <laughs> and leave them food, like some cheese whiz and crackers. I know cheese whiz crackers. That's, that's what you get to eat. We're going to go out and dine at the super fancy expensive that's restaurant. Right. <laughs> and the kids decide to entertain themselves. Vegas, the children's experience. Wynn Resort employees didn't get direct deposits early on Black Friday, as was promised. The issue was reportedly on Bank of America's end of the process. Once discovered, same-day deposits were done, and by 2.30 p.m., all were, were received. So wait, so they normally got paid on Fridays. Mm-hmm. They were told they were going to be early deposits mm-hmm. right. because mm-hmm. of Black Friday. Right. Mm-hmm. But then was which I'll be honest, because the banks are still closed on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, we got paid. Are we normally bank? get paid on Thursdays. And we got paid on Wednesday. Are they pay, are they Black Friday? I don't think they're closed on Friday. So banks? It's not a it's not a national holiday. Yeah. No, that's true. Just the day is maybe not. Interesting. But your point's not lost on me, Karen. You're right. That was that was that was some um, unfortunateness on Bank of America's part because uh, yeah. yeah, I bet a fair number of those folks were like, okay, cool, I I'm ready to spend this money because exactly. 
working for the state of Michigan, we also get paid on the Friday before Thanksgiving. And so I, I may or may not have paid a couple of bills knowing full well that I had one early day of right. pay period right. coming. At Melts Vegas is reporting <laughs> that phase one of renovations to the Waldorf Astoria are complete. The most notable change is the hotel lobby, previously located on the 23rd floor, is now just off the Porkishore. The original lobby will be refurbished into a bar lounge in the spring of 2024. So what was what was in the space where the, the lobby is now? Uh, I have no idea. My guess is just open space. Like a, a lobby without the check-in. I think it was like a lobby with just elevators because like, yeah. like I said, you got to go up to the 23rd floor to check in. Which, if I'm staying and I'm if I'm spending Waldorf Astoria money, I, I I think it is super fucking classy to get checked in on the 23rd floor. So while I'm getting <laughs> while I'm waiting to get checked in, right, like I'm getting a, this beautiful panoramic view of right. Las Vegas. To me personally, I think this is a downgrade, literally and figuratively downgrade from 23rd to first floor. But yeah, why well, why? But but then if you look at it from the Waldorf Astoria standpoint, so if the lobby literally had nothing in there, you just it was an open space. You walked in and got on the elevators. That's kind of unused space. So now, you know, by moving the lobby down there, now they have the space up on the twenty third floor, which, like you said, has beautiful views to put a restaurant, right. bar, some other kind of concept in there. So this, that you'll have money. more space earning money versus yeah. right. just looking pretty. Yeah. Right. It was confirmed this week that. Fish will perform four shows at the Sphere April 18th through the 21st. Originally reported by Vital Vegas, the band plans to play a 100% different playlist for each night with different Sphere effects, so it will literally be a once-in-a-lifetime event for fans. That's really cl- that's I mean, cool. I mean, aren't they all going to be fucking high as a kite on goddamn pot anyway, these well, fish fucking fans? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's in, be inside the Sphere... Every goddamn night... Right. Even if it stayed the same. Right. <laughs> well, and I wonder how many it'll be. It would be interesting to if there was some kind of way of tracking how many nights each each person bought. I wouldn't be surprised Fish, if people would go for, for all, four. all four. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Fish is one of those bands kind of like the Grateful Dead were way back in the day yeah. where people just follow them around. Yep. I don't understand why, but, you know, they do. So that, that would that would be an interesting stat if they could ever figure out how to track it. Yeah. In nepotism news, Vital Vegas is reporting that the new president and COO of the Cosmopolitan, Sean Lanny, is the son of former MGM chairman, or excuse me, MGM Mirage chairman, Terry Lanny. His father-in-law is Bill Hornbuckle, the current CEO of MGM Resorts. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not nepotism. Right. <laughs> I'm annoyed I married a nobody. <laughs> I'm sure she is too. <laughs> the Oakland A's are expected to unveil renderings for their new ballpark to be built in Las Vegas next week. The projected cost is $1.5 billion, seating capacity is 33000 and the Tropicana site is still the projected location, despite reports that they are still considering others. Construction is projected to start in the spring of 2025 and will open in January of 2028. That's such a long time away. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it just makes me angry. Yeah. It, it ditto, Karen. Is it the idea that they would knock down a true, like, national treasure that is the Tropicana for a baseball stadium? A national treasure that none of us have visited <laughs> in a while. I mean, I mean, it's right. I just, I would be heartbroken if they took down, say, the Flamingo or Caesar's Palace yeah. 
Oh, to, not to put Palace. in some they sort could, of sports ball location. They, they could put a... Actually, that would be a great spot for a baseball arena. Put it right where Caesars Palace is. Oh, crazy. Plenty of space. Yeah, right in the heart time. of the strip. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's that's the that's all of uh, Caesars. That, that's their, their core high roller. Well, and I, to your... Well, their only high roller. Yeah. To answer your question, Tony, yes, that's part of the reason. Yeah. I will be very sad to see the okay. Tropicana go. The second reason is I don't want the A's here. Yeah. And okay. I don't know how this guy's going to get funding. Apparently, he's talking about bringing in other investors to help pay for the damn thing. So I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping he's just going to move it to Vegas and then sell it to somebody, make a huge profit, get a real owner. It's right. okay. I, I still don't want the A's. I, agree. I don't want I another agree. Old I, inherited Listen, team. it's happening. So there's no reason to keep going. I don't want it because it's going to Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen until there's a shovel in the ground. It, and Actually, don't do to either. the Tropicana. <laughs> don't do to the Tropicana. What? was done to the Riviera. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Right. Implode gonna, it and then have really nothing. If you're really going to put something, exactly. If you're really going to put something there, help put it there. But I, no, I, I'll make a deal. I think the three of us, well, four of us, if slash when a quote unquote close date for the Tropicana is going to be determined, I think the four of us will go out. We'll sit the Tropicana one last time. We'll do our hurrah and we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate it up because, because all we'll have at this point will be memories. And that's true. I wonder if they'll let us buy the Tiffany seal, uh, ceiling. I'm pretty sure. What the that hell are we cool. going to do with it? Where are we going to put it? Oh, you could. I mean, we've got the Not vaulted the whole ceiling. thing, buddy. I think they'll sell off little pieces of the of the glass. I wish that could go to the Neon Museum somehow. I just don't know how it would. Yeah. Or if there was a way to get it in the Mob Museum. Ooh. Why would it go in the Mob Museum? That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't matter, Mark. It's just beautiful. It's, Tiffany glass was big around the time of the mobsters and gangsters. It was uh, sort of a, there, there's a slender thread you were you were pulling. <laughs> at. He was listen. He's been far more generous than I've seen him in the past on these sort of connections. <laughs> so give him, give him. Uh, M Resort will break ground on a new 384 room expansion to the property on December 11th. The project is expected to cost $206 million. No word when it will be completed. Trees were brought back to the Bellagio's, to the fountains of Bellagio frontage this week. Still no word on when the grandstands in front of the property will be dismantled. Now to clarify, these are just the trees that line it's, it's difficult right to around. say yet because they still have the grandstands up. Yeah, the, the, the big ones aren't going back in. I can almost guarantee it. Vital Vegas is reporting that the employees who got fired by MGM Resorts during the pandemic for refusing to get a COVID vaccine are getting settlement payments resulting from legal action taken against the company. While the amounts were not disclosed, one payment received by an employee new to the company was $10,000. Ooh. Wow. Nice. They were new? new? The, key, the key, exactly, Karen, that is the key term. New to the company was ten grand. God, can you My imagine that if you had some long-termers that had been there 10, 15, 20 Absolutely. years? Yeah, 20 years, they're just like, Absolutely. just done with it. So, Forget so it multiply that by 20 and they got 200,000? That'd be awesome. Probably, yeah. That'd be awesome. Which, you know, I'm not taking anything away, but I think about having been, un- had I been unemployed from 2020-ish, 2021-ish to present day. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been until is, present day because a lot of the companies quit with the vaccination mandates so while they well, initially fair. said that's fair that's fair but but you're also assuming that you got you jumped right back in at the income that you would have been at prior to being terminated i'm just saying yeah mark your two hundred thousand dollars in and of itself isn't a terrible number but if you think about you know breaking that up over two three four four ish years that's 
they're, they and, and in the, in the legal world we call because a lot of this is and I apologize I'm luring this up but a lot of times this is contractual law where what would you have gotten if the contract would have been satisfied right as required right and so if you're assuming that these individuals were probably making forty to fifty thousand dollars a year multiply that over say the four to five ish years that's about what they probably would have made. Mm-hmm had they not been terminated, assuming they weren't working. Now, there's also something called mitigating the damage where you can't just, you as an employee can't just go, cool, I'm going to kick my uh, heels up and I'm just going to collect unemployment and get absolute garbage money, trusting that I'm going to get a fat ass, you know, uh, a, a settlement check right. from right. MGM. Like you got to, you got to offset those, the, your, your income with something else. And that, so maybe they went to work for, M Resort or Derek Stevens or, or somewhere other than exactly or get right they, like they got to do something that is comparable but nonetheless interesting numbers. Mel- at Melts Vegas is reporting that visitation to Las Vegas was down 0.2 percent in October, equal to less than 10,000 fewer people. That said, hotel occupancy was even. And the average daily rate was up 11.1%. God, that is fascinating. So you're down a a scooch, just a scooch, 0.2% visitors. But you're still up 11.1% of the average daily rate for hotel occupancy. That tells me people are like, take my fucking money. I just want to be in Las Vegas right now. Yeah, pretty much. What I can't wait for is November numbers. Yeah, everybody's waiting for November numbers. Why? Because of F one. Like yeah. you just want to see how resident um, um, visitors visitors. Right. Because well, what I'm going to be interested in, and you guys talked about it a little bit last week, I'll be interested to see the impression I got from last week's podcast was some of the higher rollers, people who've got money, who people who want to be there because oh, yeah. they can afford it and they want to gamble big, are showing up. But how does that offset or deal with? Because Karen, your comment on last week's podcast was. Some of the downtown occupancy rate mm-hmm. numbers were just abysmal. Yeah. So, so what everybody just mean? stayed away. There were there were so many people that um, were were seeing and reading and hearing about. Oh my God, traffic is so bad. It's so congested. Da, 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 that they just didn't come. Downtown was not affected by any of this. Right. I mean, granted, they have their own construction going on downtown, but on the roads. But that's Vegas. It's going to happen all the time. Uh, yeah, so I'd, it's it was amazing the impact that this had on properties that were not immediately associated with the. Oh, I see your itself. point. So if you so so your your actual comment is people on the downtown wouldn't have noticed better or for worse. No. F one. Nope. They. I misunderstood them. I misunderstood. Oh okay. yeah, no, okay. they they wouldn't have noticed because there was no impact to them. The cars didn't go down that far. The the roads weren't closed down there. There were no grandstands set up. It was, so, I mean, do you think that what that really boils down to is people who know what downtown offers and, and is available to them, available to them said, cool, strip, enjoy your F1. Wasn't going to go to you before F1, ain't going to you because of F1. I'm going to enjoy my time downtown. That's what it should have been. The, that's what it okay, should have been, but okay. it wasn't because downtown was like dead empty. So that's what I mean. Mm. It, I think people were hearing how bad it was if F1 is fucking up Vegas and don't go there or don't you know from numerous sources not just you know vloggers and podcasters and everything else 
uh, the news even, the news media was talking about how congested things were and everything else. So I think if anybody was considering it, if they saw any of those, they were just like, nope, I'm out. Uh, I, okay, so I'm back to, okay, so I flip-flopped again. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Your true point is, your true point is, even even downtown kind of sort of, and this is not classy way to phrase it, but took it in the pooper because of F1, even though... I like of all the options you had. That's what you weren't with. <laughs> they, they were the ones that were like, guys, guys, why are you not coming to see us? We have nothing to do with F1. And yet people were still staying away. Yeah. yeah. It was a halo okay. effect. It, it was okay. people were considering okay. Las Vegas in total as okay. being congested and a pain in the ass. And as because of that, places that had nothing to do with F1 got impacted. Okay. That's enough. Clark County approved Hard Rock design plans to remodel Mirage's existing resort pool to make room for a $1.2 million, so sorry, 1.2 million square feet of new space for a new casino area in addition to the theater, retail dining, and convention space. Once complete, the casino will be almost double its current footprint, and the theater seating will expand from... 3,278 to 6,265. Sounds like they're building a new joint on the strip. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, but they're remodeling the existing resort pool. I mean, they're taking it out. They're taking, not all of it. They're taking out part of it. Like the dolphin exhibit. That's kind of... Okay, well, that's not the pool. It is the pool area. Okay, if that's what they're taking out, then that makes complete and total sense to me. If they're taking out the dolphin exhibit and they're taking out the the, uh, tiger habitat... Okay, absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's all of it, but I mean, they are remodeling the pool area. Okay, well, when I think of pool area, I think of the the pool area where, where people are. Well, it's Vegas. They're going to have an amazing pool. It but just that may wasn't not when you like read Raja. this. That wasn't what it said. That made it sound like they were taking out the pool area. McDonald's contract with Plaza is ending December fifteenth. <laughs> no word what will replace it. Those looking to satisfy their McCraving can go down to the D. Their lease with the property has about another fifty years or something on it. <laughs> <laughs> that that it's contract big. just cracks me up all the time because I know how badly they want. Oh, it. <laughs> Nicole! Well, Nicole especially just wants them out. She is tired of McDonald's. They've yeah. offered them a buyout. They're not going anywhere. They won't take it because they make too much money yep. at that location. And I'm guessing, considering how long the lease is, the rates are probably fully pretty favorable in, to McDonald's. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so that's not going to happen. But you know what? If, if, with all due respect, can I? I listen. I swing from Derek Stevens' nuts, so I, this is this 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 is only ever so slightly uh, loving critique. If you can't make uh, Bacon Nation a twenty-four hour yeah. success, what are you? Then what do you think you? What could you do with that space at McDonald's? And what do you think you could possibly do, Derek, in that space where? McDonald's is right now that that you think is better than having a McDonald's there they, if you can't make Bacon Nation I, successful. I'll tell you 20%. exactly what he would do. He would do what he what did do? down at Golden Gate and just turn it into more casino space. How's he going to do that? It's the backside of the bar, the long bar. There's a wall. Doesn't care. There's slots a wall. You slots. just put. I mean, you you take out the entire McDonald's kitchen and you've got all that seating area. Hmm. Now you have slots by a window. I well, mean, if they kept the windows. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what he would do. I don't think he would put another restaurant in there. I agree with you. Um, I don't think he could put another restaurant in there because, again, if you can't make Bacon Nation work, I, I'm, although 
part of that is I think Bacon Nation operationally. It's not necessarily Derek Stevens. I think that the concept is a great idea, but every single time you've yeah, been the in there, of it is it's been, the out. service has been I was making this terrible. analogy to somebody the other day because I was talking about how um, we used to say the same thing about Planet Dailies or Planet Hollywood where, uh, Planet, or Cafe Hollywood. It was Planet Dailies. Yeah. yeah. Um, where uh, the food's so good, you, it excuses the service all the time. Right. Well, that's the problem is that... The, the service is so bad, it, it, it didn't matter how good the food was. You're just so fucking frustrated. Yeah. That's really true. Very sad. LasVegasPins.com is another one of those brilliant ideas that you'll find yourself surprised wasn't already a thing in the market. Well, it is now. Thanks to LasVegasPins.com, we now have Disney-quality collectible enamel pins featuring iconic Vegas. The ever-expanding collection includes pins of Vegas Vic with a moving arm, Vegas Vicky with a kicking leg, the Tangiers, Fremont, Excalibur, Sands, and of course, the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign. These are just some of the options available, starting as low as $8 a piece. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 15 to 20%. New customers can use the promo code 360 to save one time 20%, and returning customers can use 360 Vegas for 15% off. Just go to LasVegasPins.com or go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for LasVegasPins.com. It's being reported that Cirque has started letting people take photos during the show, but no flash allowed. Also, no video. This all the, all the Cirque shows? That's what they're saying. Huh. Carrot Top has extended his contract with Luxor until 2030. Luxor said in release that Carrot Top is the longest-running headlining comedian in Las Vegas. Good for him. That's a good show. He, it is. is a good show, and we've talked to folks that have seen him recently. I kind of want to go back to see him again. Yeah. Because when we saw him, it was hysterically funny. And he is a Vegas fixture. Yeah. He pops up all over the place, just out amongst the people. Like He's, he's just... I still think he's a little scary-looking, especially the older he gets. Well, but. Oh. You know, he's yeah. he's just a he seems like a really good guy. He's funny. Yeah. I'm I'm happy for him to be able to continue doing his his show. Did I ever tell you guys about when uh, the wife and I had him about three people in front of us at the TSA line as we were we were heading home from a Vegas vacation and he was about three people in front of us no. in TSA. No, I don't think so. So first of all, he is not a tall fellow, Mm-mm. and I say that I say that. Not judgmentally, at only you know, at best, at best at my height, I was five ten, and, and unfortunately at forty six, I'm probably closer to five nine than I am to five ten, <laughs> and I still tower over this little guy. But he's also so he's got the Napoleon complex, right? Like so he's t- he's short, so he's just gonna. Oh, he's beat the huge. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I was not. Ne- I wasn't gonna say a word to this guy because he could have laid me out in yeah. a ha- with his pinky. The fucker just kept getting zapped trying to go through the TSA pre-check line <laughs> because he had metal everywhere. He had it on his belt. He had it on his fingers with his rings. He had it with his earrings. Like, like he just, it was, he was almost a caricature of what you would expect the TSA videos to be like. Oh, sorry, sir, you can't go through with this. Sorry, sir, you can't go through with this. But it was real life, and I'm watching him just going back. And he, like, I was expecting at some point he was going to whip his cock out and be like, well, I obviously this cock ring can't go through the TSA line. <laughs> it was, it was 
amazingly awful, and my wife still refers to well, it's better than being behind Carrot Top at a TSA plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking standard that we now have. Oh, God, I love your wife. Las Vegas Raiders player Roderick Teamer was pulled over uh, by police for speeding last week. According to the arrest report, Roderick said he was trying to make the team curfew. It was also noted that the vehicle was overwhelmed by the stench of marijuana. <laughs> As a result, he was let go by the team. Did you see the, his mugshot? Yes, he looks... He is high as a kite. Yeah, big time. Oh, oh, I'm trying to figure out what, Listen, what position he played. I mean this, and I mean this sincerely. Doesn't I matter. have absolutely no interest in using and trying and, and, and just smoking marijuana or, or ingesting marijuana in, in any sense. I, I don't judge the folks that, that enjoy that. God love you, but please be responsible with it. I feel like now that we've opened the door on the legalization of marijuana, people are just taking advantage of it. And I mean that from the standpoint of being here in uh, uh, Michigan, I mean, as well as having vacationed in Denver, just, you know, a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. People, you can't, like, all of a sudden, you'll be just randomly driving through any sort of area of the town, and the whole fucking area reeks of <laughs> hot. And there are some times when, when I will watch a window, well, I assume it's a window roll down, because I will just see this billowing smoke right? from, like, the <laughs> driver's side of a vehicle. And I'm like, oh, it smells like somebody hit a skunk. Nope, I'm sure that's marijuana. <laughs> like, just this individual, uh, Roderick Teamer probably had a giant fucking financial future ahead of themselves and they pissed it the fuck well, away so here's over pot here's the funny thing so this guy was a safety for the raiders uh which is a defensive player tony just so you know uh, what i don't know the significance of being a defensive player though. or an offensive okay it doesn't matter uh, any of it. what does it matter to is for so, the point of the so he was placed on injured reserve back on october and then he was ejected from a Thanksgiving game in 2021 after a fight broke out between him and a Cowboys player. Like, this guy had issues. This is not this is not him just like a one-time oops kind of deal. And the fact right. that he said, I'm trying to make the Raiders curfew. Really? I'm call bullshit on that one. Netflix released their new action comedy set in Vegas titled Obliterated. All eight episodes are available now. I haven't seen it yet. I, I have no desire to. What are you talking about? It's got Vegas in it. I, but the, the premise Vegas? of the show, at least of what I've seen. It's supposed to be The Hangover meets uh, some, you know, cop action flick. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Originally reported by Vital Vegas, it was officially announced this week that Bruno Mars will partner with Bellagio to rent... Renovate the space formerly home to Lily Lounge into the Pinky Ring, a jazz bar and cocktail lounge designed by the singer. It's scheduled to open in early 2024. Th this was announced. A yeah, long we time talked ago. about this a year ago, no, right? No. Ish? Yes. No. Scott mentioned forever. it, but we don't. We don't. Men we don't report on rumors. We talked about we it on the show. I know this. we did. No. Because uh, why else would Tony have heard about it? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> A player won more than $1 million this week at the Venetian from a $5 side bet at an ultimate Texas Hold'em table when he was dealt a spade royal flush. <laughs> this is the second time in a week that a million-dollar side bet has hit at the property. At the same property? Yep. Oh, fuck. That's not going to do well for their numbers. Be freaking out. <laughs> right? We might want to pull that game 
<laughs> hey, Dr. Miriam, do you still want to come see me? Do I look better to you now? I got an actual income. I would say $2 million on, off of her $2 billion is not that. It's not going to hurt her. Come on, Karen. Why do you got to minimize? She doesn't own why it you gotta anymore. Minimize me? They sold it. Because it's fun. Exactly. We're, we are all way overthinking Tony's lamest joke. Uh, Blake Shelton's $30 million old red venue. And it pisses me off that I got to pronounce it like fucking hillbilly. <laughs> Located at the front of the Grand Bazaar shops at Horseshoe is per, is now holding hiring events starting this week. The project is scheduled to open in January of 2024. I still call bullshit. I think got time. It's based on no, based months. on how they I got just two saw months. It. It's got to open in January, so it's got the end of January. Based on so. what I saw the last time I was down there, there's no way. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'll be seeing it in two weeks. Care to, care to place a little bet on it? No. Why will you be seeing it in two weeks, Mark? What what is that? Tell Five me. Five times multiplier. Like. Gotcha. Yeah, so gotcha, and then gotcha. I'm taking advantage of getting true comp rooms now. So now I get to uh, drink as much as I want. I got a place exactly. to sleep, and then I get up in the morning, come Stumble home, do my stairs. normal stuff. Yeah. Take care of the dogs. Yep. According to TripAdvisor reviews, the luckiest casino in Vegas is Mirage. Venetian and Aria make up the top three. The least luckiest listed was Resort World. I would wonder if that Mirage being the luckiest was before or after Hard Rock took over. Oh, that's a good question. Because I tell you what, when it was owned by MGM, I never won shit. That Mirage, really? Yeah, no. Between video poker, no, I would I would sit back by the, the Beatles love video poker because it was fun to listen to music. Yeah. I got my worst ass handed to me at a craps table hmm. at Mirage and, and with, with our dear friend Chris Moore. We got wiped out in next to no time. Hmm. So, no, I've never had any luck gambling there. Hmm. I think I've been give and take at Mirage. I don't, I don't have a, a bad memory of it because I don't, I, I don't have any bad beats from it. Mark, one of the one of the happiest memories I have, and I, uh, listen, I never liked or disliked Mirage, but if any, if if in the um, annals of his, my mind's history, when I am eighty nine years old and I am drilling on myself in a old folks home with uh, Alzheimer's, one of the very happy memories that I'm going to have is going to be the, and it's been I think a. I mean, as we're recording this in December, it's been about a year and a half. It was when you and I were sitting at the video poker bar at the Mirage, and we were going to have our cocktail event. You had gotten a beautiful Mirage mm -hmm. room because at that time, even at that time, we knew that Mirage's days were, were numbered. Right. You and I sat at the Mirage uh, video poker bar right there nearest the entrance. Yep. Um, if to your left, it would have been the entrance by that the takes you bar. out there by the. Yes, by the sports book. Yeah, yeah. takes you out by by Harris. Uh, that is one of the best memories of you know the self mirage. I have zero love for. Really? Turn it into the hard rock. Oh yeah, absolutely. Turn it into the hard rock. I have. I, I, the only thing that's going to make me sad. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. And I put says is um, if they change the pool because of the Vegas vacation where Clark and and Rusty were 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 in the pool. But yeah. outside of that scene from that movie and you and me sitting at the video poker bar i have zero love loss for that because wow. and to be clear i don't have it's, it's never done me wrong like right. cosmo did right but it's just it's just a it's a it's a it's there right like in my opinion it's it's casino royale it's mirage oh. and it's um you, you know, can't the even compare those two I, they're they're not the same hotels i 
concede, but it's just they mean nothing to me. They just they're they're there, and I love them, and I love that they're there. But all right, cool, hard rock. I like that you love things, but you don't care about them. Mm-hmm. Welcome to welcome now, to being welcome to my marriage. I was gonna say welcome to being friends with Tony. And lastly, Vital Vegas is reporting that Fountain Blue will offer free parking for the first four hours, and the hotel will only be eighty-five to ninety percent complete when open. Wow. Uh, Cosmopolitan's still not complete, technically. Why? What do they have? They still got a couple floors that they didn't. They never did anything with. Hmm. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. Like the five communal cards in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week, we've got some listener feedback. So first off, Karen, we've got a PayPal donation from, and hang on, let me let me gear up for it. There's been a, uh, there's been a donation from Mr. William Trost the Frog. Is that a Kermit the Frog impression? <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's, it's a weird sort of like, I, I want to be a blue blood. And I want to I want to do uh, Kermit all at the same time, but <laughs> Mr. William Trust the Four is going to say what to us. There you go. Mark. Like I feel like I'm um uh, what is um from Gilligan's Island? I'm uh, Thurston Howell the Third. Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. So tell us about Mr. Trust the Fourth. So he gave us a karma donation, and he writes, "Karma donation for my upcoming trip on Tuesday." Hoping that third time is the charm to meet up with you since I caught Tony at the end of 360 Vegas vacation. It and we was. did. This guy is it a, was. <laughs> this guy's a phenomenal human being. Yeah. I dig this guy. He is and, and the worst the best part is the worst part, right? Like like he's actually a very kind human being. And I oh, actually yeah. and I, he's got he's got a son. And I asked him, Did you name your son William Tross the Fifth? And he's like, No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. At some you point, that line me. that line gets broken. I mean, before when we thought we might have had kids, because you know Mark is a junior. Right, uh, right. It, it was we were both adamant, like, yeah, there's there's no the third. This is not happening. We're we're not yeah. not doing that. But the fourth is impressive. I mean, his family was committed to this. Right. It was. It was. And and frankly, I'm a little. I'm a little, honestly, Bill, buddy, I'm a little disappointed. You didn't uh, just double down, or if is case might be quadruple down but all right but he's but listen as as someone who's actually gotten to meet him listeners this guy is a legit decent human being we joke about the william Tross the fourth and this got started from brian actually i believe yeah, it was brian, yeah, brian Star, yeah. um who way came back up with this but i it was so funny and so good and i'm like well i can't not yes absolutely. continue this this gotta, fun gotta so but he is he's a Amazing human yeah. being if you ever get the chance to meet him. And right. we were fortunate. Mark, Mark had a chance to hang out and play some video poker with him, and we had dinner, and it was just great. It had been forever since we've seen him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long it's been, but, yeah, it was great that we finally had a chance to, to connect. So thank you very much. And I know for the fact that with that karma donation, he had a yeah. fantastic time. Vegas, the karma donations work 100% oh, of the time. <laughs> exactly. All right, then oh, we got another email, and this is from someone, and I love this. It's someone named Mark, so I don't. <laughs> I like it's the idea, Mark, but I like the idea of me emailing the show. 
exactly. <laughs> Dear podcast. Sorry. Let me tell you, first of all, best podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Karen. What did quote unquote Mark have to say? So Mark wrote, love your podcast. I was listening this week and wanted to answer your question. I live in St. Petersburg where we have the opening Indy car race every year. They take about six to seven weeks to put up the raceway. Teardown is usually about a month, but a road course is mostly in a quarter mile long parking lot and on an airport runway. Keep up the good work. I will be visiting in about three weeks. So this was different. So you told me that this feedback came in and I thought, I, I thought it was in reference to an actual F1 race. The fact that it's an IndyCar race, that's a little bit different. It's still the same thing. They take over a road course. And well, but to his point, their road course is mostly in a okay, parking it, lot and an airport runway. But it, he's saying it's super easy. for. Uh, hey, you said, wait, no, you said two weeks right. to set up and two oh, weeks Jesus to tear down. Christ. Yes, I was wrong, which is what I was trying to share with this feedback. Okay. You, you didn't sound like it was wrong. Well, I was too busy fighting with you. Well, that's all the time. Mm-hmm. So and then, Aww. lastly, we're going to roll into a really nice bit of uh, review. So thank you to our dear friend. Yeah, you do. John Lundberg. What is John <laughs> So John writes, Mark and Karen. Ooh. <laughs> he forgot somebody. It's been a while. Oh, oh we, no, I know why he's referencing just us. <laughs> we last saw you at my 60th birthday party at Cosmo a couple of years ago. I wanted to send a quick email to catch up. Mary and I were in Vegas for F1. I booked the room early in case I had FOMO and wanted to attend the spectacle. Weeks before the race, when I heard people saying that the hotel rates were dropping, I contacted my Caesars host and he rebooked us at about 70% off. Awesome. It wasn't free, but damn near and I have no complaints. We were in the mountain tower nearest the strip and thought the building facade, the part with the purple lights, blocked part of our view. Oh, and though, sorry, though the building facade uh, blocked part of our view, we could still see the race course. What's the mountain tower? So he, so, all right, I I was, I would have covered him, but if you're going to cut me out of, you know, welcoming me to your email, John, I'm going to throw you under the fucking bus every chance I get. (laughs) He's not staying at Caesar's Palace. No. He called his Caesar's Entertainment host. host, But I don't know what property has a mountain tower. Yeah, I'm not familiar. It's, it's Harris. Is it Harris? And you really? Wouldn't, you wouldn't know exactly. You wouldn't know that, except for you read his script. But had I not had I known that he cut me out of the intro, I wouldn't have saved him from himself. <laughs> but I think he was staying oh. at Harris for five well, yeah. nights, he, and I think one of the two towers is called the the Mountain Tower. Well, and if so, if I, I, I am I am a bigger man than you, John, and more ways than one. <laughs> Jesus. And if I would have just kept reading, he says, "We stayed at Harris for five nights." So yeah, I would not read that part. Uh, <laughs> this is how I. We watched practice. <laughs> we watched practice qualifying and the race from a combination of from the window, from the grandstands across the street in the Mirage Zone, on ESPN and on the F1 app streamed to the second TV in the mini suite. We also took advantage of the celebrity chefs being in town for the big event, and dined with both Gordon Ramsay at Ramsay's Kitchen. And Guy Fieri at his place at the lake. Oh, I thought I liked Don't you. Don't say it like that. Uh, I will contrary. say it like that. Oh. I got to hang out with both Guy Fieri and Guy Fieri. Gordon Ramsay and Guy Fieri, not Guy Fieri and Guy oh, Fieri. We're double up on Guy I wouldn't Fieri. be able to help it. I, I'd be like, I have to just shave off your stupid fucking facial hair. <laughs> 
both had a fixed menu, and though Mary doesn't eat seafood or rare beef, it was a good experience. What does she eat, John? Well, she eats she's beef, not just eating... not rare. You are just oh. surly. I, of course I am. You cut me out of the goddamn introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Since we normally stay at Cosmo, Planet Hollywood, or Paris, we rarely get this part of the strip and took advantage of that and visited Venetian, Wynn, and the Link. It allowed me to grab fish and chips at Gordon Ramsay's place. So now I've sampled all his restaurants in town. Hell's Kitchen is, is still our favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had a bad time. I want to try that. I really do. I've done it try twice, that. and we were unimpressed both times. Yeah. Have you guys had a chance to try out, just because and I, because I've not had um, Hell's Kitchen, but I also haven't had um, uh, Ramsey's Burger at it. Oh, my that's Hollywood. pretty good. That's but my I favorite. Yeah, of, a- of all his restaurants that I've been to, that's my favorite. I, I would recommend that one highly. Cool, cool. Uh, we'll be at Fountain Blue opening weekend. Comped. Nice. How do you get that comped when they're open? Karen, don't I ask questions. Don't that, ask questions. Okay. You know. Yeah, that's Who right. Who knows what humble brag means? I know. And for New Year's sure. Eve at the casino rate. So they're going to be here for a while. Nice. We're hoping to make our this our new Vegas, quote, home, Ooh. as MGM continues to ruin our old favorite Cosmo. We have reservations for several of the new uh, FL, FBLV restaurants and are hoping that they are as great as they look. What does uh, that stand for? Fountain, Fountain Blue, 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 Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Fountain oh, Blue, Las Vegas. Uh, which, Is that what we're calling it now? Uh, that's yeah. Well, last technically, week. you're supposed to say it, Fountain Blue. According to according to Fountain Blue, that's how you're supposed yeah. to pronounce it. Not, which Blue. is fine. Which is fine. But they're not calling themselves FBLV, are they? I no, think I, so. I think that's just what he put in the in here to shorten it up. Because FBLV mm-hmm. is, although that's mm-hmm. almost as many syllables as Fountain Blue. Actually, it's more. Mm-hmm. Like BRB, be right back. <laughs> it's, it's, why, why say BRB? It's the same number of syllables. Look, look, he, he's not BRB. the ones that are doing the, the uh, BRBs on, on the socials because you, you got to remember, we were there for his 60th. and <laughs> Nope, nope. I'm fighting this guy. This guy's okay. pissed me off. He cut me out of the intro. So I'm actually looking forward to, to hearing what he thinks. I had somebody on Twitter. Looking forward to you finishing this email. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I just thought of like... <laughs> I was like, what is the most inappropriate thing I could say right now? <laughs> Dude, okay, I'll just, I'll just finish. dig at me, but you're not. No, yeah, this was a dig at me. This was a dig at me to just shut up and read what's on the page. So we'll do that. No, Karen, you, you, you allow me to interject where I want to. This wasn't a dig at you, Tony. This was on me. Oh my no, goodness. no, I know that. I, but but I think he's digging at you because well, no, because I was getting allowing me. No, now I'm digging at both I was you. getting ready to interject something and said I'm looking who, forward to. And he said, "Who's digging who?" Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, I'm gonna say it. I don't care if you don't like it and have to deal around it. I had somebody reach out to me on Twitter Ooh. that asked. They, they said they were going to be in town for the opening and asked what restaurants at Fountain Blue they should make reservations for. And I'm like. Okay. I really can't tell you. I've never eaten there at any of them. I don't know what's going on. I know there are two of them that have locations in other cities. So the fact that they're coming here is probably a good sign. And I know that the uh, the one is done by the guy that did Hakkasan. And he's got a really good reputation. So those were my recommendations. Have you eaten at Hakkasan? No. Okay. No, I have. But, it, I mean, Hakkasan's reputation is, is really good. It's very strong. Okay. So I would, those were my, like, hey, give them a shot. But other than that, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I'll be interested to hear where they end up going and, and what they thought of it. You get a kick out of it. when people reach out to you for shit like that. I do, too. I'm always a little bit surprised. 
you shouldn't be. No way, you shouldn't be. Even I looked at Karen to be like, Karen, I, I got like three nights worth of dinners. Right. What of the 18 places should I eat at? Oh, I love, mean, what, are you, what are you drinking, Karen? What's you mean 180, you, 180 places? Oh, it's just a, it's a vodka seltzer. Jesus or vodka. Christ, what are you drinking, Mark? The I, I've got you, drinking you got something beer. wrapped let's, up. Let's, let's wrap it up here, handsome. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the email here. Lastly, we renewed our wedding vows on our 40th anniversary at Planet Hollywood that. in July. We stayed at the Aladdin on our honeymoon in 1983. That's so cool. Aww. So talk about bringing it full circle 40 years later. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. Stay in touch. Let me know if you have any questions or if I can tell you more about any of this. John Leonard. Well, yeah, John, I already said. I have said, a question, John. Let me know. Who's the third podcast host of this podcast? <laughs> Depends on what week it is. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, no, I, I am interested, John, seriously, to hear where you ate at Fountain Blue and how it how it happened or how it went. So, yeah, definitely. Yes. Awesome. All right. I think that for many reasons, we should get the heck out of here. So <laughs> that'll do it for episode number 465. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360 Vegas and get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360 Vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, you can do so at 360 Vegas podcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at 360 Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.